Recorded live.
Welcome to the Waterman Files. This is Dr. John Waterman coming to you from deep inside the castle. Stand by. Tonight's guest, Eli James, beyond shortly. And we have tons of stuff to tell you. Hang in there. Be right there. the Waterman Files. You are not alone. You are not alone. Ground crew, you are not alone. Ground crew, you are not alone. Ground crew, you are not alone. We are in this together. Welcome to the Waterman Files. This is Dr. John Waterman coming to you from deep in the side the castle. Of course, tonight my guest Eli James is here. Eli, did you get all that hooked up you were going to do? Is it all uh, streaming? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Although uh, uh, not live streaming today, but okay. uh, next week we will be. All right. Yeah, I, I've been going over. That's quite the uh, contraption that's being set up for <laughs> us to right do our broadcast over the uh, Hero Folk Radio Network. It'll right. be good, won't it? Yes, it will. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it doesn't We're seem to be. Uh, we, we've been needing this kind of uh, <clears throat> of technology to make it happen for a long time, haven't we? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Especially since uh, the Jews are uh, 
trying harder and harder to censor the internet. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Netanyahu spoke, and uh, I happened to be outside of that building, and uh, I, I brought my recorder. Uh huh. And uh, there was quite a protest uh, calling him not our president, you know. Uh-huh. And he wants us to go to war in Iran again. Uh-huh. And uh, they were saying not our president, not our war. So I've got a little clip for us, uh, Eli. Okay. And uh, hang on, and then we'll get started. president <laughs> i'm not sure obama's our president oh of course not but anyway the psychophants you know piled into the seats over there to listen to the luciferian luciferian yeah. puppet mastered by uh, of course netanyahu right present his edomite ego so that those that were wearing those stupid rose-colored glasses can yeah. sit there and suck off the Kool-Aid, you know? Yeah, right. It was a, it right. was the annual Talmudic ritual, you know, that, that happens over there in, you know, I don't know what yeah. what you call that place. Yeah, Israel. Not the camp- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Washington, D.C., is, is it part of... Our country, I, I uh, apparently it must be the fifty-first state because uh, all of our Congress critters have to go there, yeah, and with a beanie on and and, uh, and diving at the Wailing Wall, <laughs> right? Some of them should hit their heads against that Wailing Wall, you, really you hard. Know, you know that bobbing back and forth. <laughs> you know, whenever you go to a psych ward, you see them yeah, sitting right. on the floor with their <laughs> legs folded and they're bobbing back and forth. Right. You know, it's the only yeah. psychopathic group of uh, bobbers. Just, <laughs> and you know, bobbers. bobbers that are not called crazy. <laughs> right. You know, oh, right. well. it, it, it's, a, it's a mess. One of these days, you know, when it all gets revealed, Eli, we're going to go. I can't believe I thought they were the chosen people. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the power of lies. <laughs> they make you believe anything. <laughs> right? Yeah, you repeat right. the lie uh, often enough. But here, uh, uh, when I turned my computer on, 
I, I was confronted by this headline. Eric Holder says he would break up Ferguson police if necessary. Now, Darren Wilson was cleared. He was not guilty of anything. Uh, more than once, I think the, the U.S. Department of Justice also cleared Darren Wilson mm-hmm. and said he didn't do anything wrong. Okay. And the people who said that uh, the black kid, the, the 350-pound uh, black teenager, cute little kid, wouldn't, wouldn't harm a fly, <laughs> that, that that kid was not. He did not put his, his hands up to say, uh, stop, don't shoot. He never did anything like that. He attacked Officer Wilson while he was sitting in his car, broke his jaw, and then uh, after a scuffle, retreated and then wanted to attack him again. That's when the officer pulled his weapon out and shot. Okay. So uh, here's what uh, the this holder, of course, who is a black racist, anti-white racist. U.S. Attorney General Eric Holder said on Friday the Justice Department would use its full authority to demand police reforms in Ferguson, Missouri, including possibly going so far as dismantling the department accused of racial bias. Yeah, I saw I saw an article today, Eli. Uh-huh. It said senators are vote going to vote to disband the Ferguson Police Department because of frequent racial bias. <clears throat> right. What's interesting is they've got black cops in there. Uh-huh. Under that bias, what are those black cops doing in there? That's right. That's right. <clears throat> and, and, uh, and, and and by the way, these senators are black. Right. <laughs> It says the Justice Department, the Injustice Department, issued a report this week that found that police in Ferguson overwhelmingly arrested and issued traffic citations to black residents, creating a toxic environment with its policing practice. Well, it's primarily a black suburb, and I'll bet it's overwhelmingly blacks who obey or disobey the traffic laws. That's why they get tickets. There, it's a, it's a. Section 8 housing district on the edge of a a low-income suburban area that's commonly got problems, you know, like this. You know, we had this, uh, we had the WebBot guy. We had uh, Major Ed Dames on uh, with the military intelligence. You know, a lot of people thought he was in some kind of, well, if you listened to the whole broadcast last time, you found out Major Ed Dames was not into seances or right or uh he wasn't uh uh a clairvoyant or any of that kind right. of stuff in fact he kept telling the military you've got to get away from all of that kind of thing it doesn't work uh, although he he went in and he tried it to see what they were trying to do and he said this isn't the way to do this guy so Anyway, he's the one saying that we're going to have these kind of battles we just now were talking about. Right. Mm-hmm. And so did the WebBot report. So uh, it's, you know, I maybe just lit. I mean, the fuse right. is, it is. Is, it has literally just been lit, and it's going it's gonna yeah. to rage. Amen. And uh, the uh, show we did, I think it was about three weeks ago now, when, when we talked about uh, Rabbi Khan's Harbinger book. And yeah. what a crock that book is. Sure. And, and I just kind of made an offhand comment. Well, you know, they're not going to let uh, Rabbi Khan, uh, they're <laughs> not going to let him hang. Once he, once he makes a prophecy that uh, America is going to be judged on September 13, 2015, 
the Zionists are going to back that up. You know, they're not going to they're not going to let him dangle out there with a false prophecy, right? And make him look stupid and, and make the Jews look stupid by uh, issuing a false prophecy. So right. uh, I made the offhand comment: they're going to do something. The Zionists are going to pull something off. I have a feeling it's going to be very major. Uh, they're going to do something in one of uh, America's big cities. And uh, in, in addition, John Hagee has been—he's—he's he's been talking about the four blood moons, and uh, so, supposedly one of them falling on a Jewish holiday. Okay, <laughs> right. And so John Hagee's predicting that America is going to be judged. And of course, both of them are saying that America hasn't been blessing the Jews enough, right? That uh, I don't know what, what, what more we can give. The, uh, the American people you know, give to the Jews, to the Israel, more money than all other foreign countries combined. Let's, let's back up and actually put it in proper perspective. We gave them the ability to print money in this country for free. Right. They, they yeah. get more than just that little budget. They own the printing press here. Yeah, that's a reserve bank. Line. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and guy that mentored the la- uh, uh, Ben Bernanke, who was here before the last uh, Jew that just took, Jewess that just took over. Right, yeah. The green was man, man, I think, was before <laughs> Bernanke. Right. Okay. And uh, Volker before that. All yeah. these are Jews. And the, and right. The, and the lady that's yelling that's in now is Jewish. Well, the one that mentored Bernanke is the head of the central bank in Israel. Basically, Eli, uh-huh. that bank in Israel is a launder, money laundering. It's, yeah. it's, what all it, it's all it does is that's launder right. money. Exactly. So, so here you've got a budget. Everybody says we shouldn't be given and we shouldn't. But we give them uh, the Federal Reserve. Yeah, the Federal Reserve has some people that are under their bailiwick called the IRS, and they get all that money too. Israel makes a killing off mm-hmm. of us, but they no, we're it. not giving enough, Doc. We're just not giving enough. <laughs> every every American must give more. See, yeah, we're at the point where you you can't get blood out of a rock. <laughs> well, course, you know, right? you know, uh, I guess the rest of the world hasn't figured this out either because we're the only one giving them money, okay? Right. Uh, but golly, you know, uh, they're not being attacked like no, we're being not. attacked. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, our. Uh, our people here at home are being attacked by you know, black flash mobs and by the knockout game and by uh, uh, illegal immigrants from uh, Mexico and virtually everywhere in the world. And so uh, you know, this is the time of Jacob's trouble. And the Jews aren't in trouble. The Jews control all of these things. So uh, it's just more proof that the Jews aren't Israel. Well, and, you know, the, the, we have various degrees of of sickness, mental illness in, in the Jewish race. And, yes. And some of them are, are extremely serious. I mean, you know, if Netanyahu wasn't who he was, literally they would probably commit him. Right. <laughs> but, 
Yeah, of course, the Jews have the highest uh, ratio of uh, mental disease of any people in the world uh, and genetic yeah. diseases as well. That's right. Yeah. That's right. There's a lot of Jewish sickos, and too many of them are in politics, way too many. It's here. What yeah. Everything that all of these groups, the uh, intelligence, the remote viewers of, of trying to see what's going to happen, the Ed Dames of the world, the Cliff Highs and the Web Bob Report, the prophetic portions and applications of those passages that we uh, often read and miss the historical accounting of it and only see the other part because, you know, the Scripture, that's what we have to filter everything through to make sure it's lining up, you know. Yes, but we have to remember, folks, the Scripture is a living document. It's dynamic. It's not. You cannot put this thing in a box. It has constant application, doesn't it? Yes. And, and, and it might have a historical, at the same time it's having this historical meaning, you can turn around and apply it to a prophetic future. Eli's been uh, going over. Last week we kind of threw him a curveball, but we've been going through Revelation. Yes. He's primarily covering the things that uh, you're covering stuff, Eli, that, well, most people actually don't hear. Right. Uh, now, there are yeah. a lot of other people talking about the prophetic part, of course, hooking it up with uh, Matthew, the book of Matthew, hooking it up with uh, Daniel, but there's a couple they forget about uh, that are not in the Bible, but I think they yeah. have some veracity. You know, we have some um, books that were removed or or don't right. seem to be referred to much, you know? Right. I mean, there wasn't there some, like, the book of Enoch was handled by the Messiah in the synagogue. Right. <laughs> I mean, he referred to it, Right. Well, yeah, the uh, New Testament refers to Enoch and Jasher as well. See? So, yeah. you know, where if, if they, let's just pretend it's not, quote, the Word of God. It, it's at least respectable enough to be sitting in the bookshelf of a synagogue that was pulled down off the shelf and referred to by somebody that wrote the Scripture. Right. I think it's probably time we add that kind of thing to our library. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because it is Israelite literature. It's not Jewish literature, nor is it no. Catholic literature. <laughs> so some uh, you know, some uh, evangelists you know, say that this stuff is Catholic literature. Well, it was written way before the Catholic Church ever existed. Oh, of course. So, yeah. It's yeah. crazy what they, you know. Yeah. Uh, we, You and I know uh, the Catholic Church was born out of a, a system that had lost the control. Well, the system that had been infiltrated. But had that system had lost control of people, and uh, they had to get around uh, their little hut and call themselves a synagogue instead of a temple, and off they went again, you know. Right. Or, 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 and then later they said, you know, this isn't quite what we want, so they then called it the Catholic Church, you know. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, you know, it's 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 very interesting, but there's another writing, Eli, that talks about the things you're going to be talking about in Revelation, and that's, uh, that's the Colburn right. Bible. Right, Colburn Bible, right. 
And, you know, it has some book. The Colburn Bible, Eli, appears to have been written by Jeremiah. Oh, okay. And That's there's, Yeah, possible. Uh, he's, it's, a, it's a prophet, and he's mocked. He talks about being mocked. And he also talks about a day coming that we keep hearing about in the WebBot, in uh, Ed Dame's work, uh, and and uh, so forth, that is predicting some pretty dire circumstances on the way. And even this book, the Colbrin, talks about a planet called the Destroyer, right. or some kind of heavenly body that's going to kind of rip us. Uh, Apart here, not going to destroy the planet, but it's not going to treat us very nice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The gravitational attraction, uh, and uh, there's a lot of evidence that uh, this has happened before to our planet. Okay. Yes. You yeah. probably know about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Uh, yeah. That's uh, yeah. And uh, so it, it it is going to happen again, and it's just uh, quite, well, I think we may even get to uh, that possibly today in our ongoing series here on Revelation. But uh, why don't I do a, a quick recap okay. of uh, you know for people who weren't around for the, the last show we did on this, okay? And I'm just going to quickly run through Chapter 6, the opening of the first six seals. And, of course, these are the four horsemen of the apocalypse, which uh, most people assume is yet in the future, uh, there, there is probably a dual fulfillment of these, uh, and uh, some people say, that, well, the, the white horse uh, was, uh, what do you call it? Uh, no, it? Would have to be, I can't think of anything else, but uh, the Kaisers, okay, the white horse, the red horse would be communism, the, the black horse uh, would be Nazi Germany, and the pale horse. Uh, I don't know. You know, maybe that's uh, the the AMA, <laughs> right? <laughs> okay, uh, but uh, you know, the, these various horses, yeah, yeah they're, they're hard to place in the future or into the into the present. Uh, I don't think anybody's really uh, taken these four horses and identified them properly in modern times. But Howard B. Rand identifies the white horse as the uh, Imperial Rome when the generals took over from the Senate and the generals rode a white horse, okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a white horse, as a, so these four horsemen of the apocalypse, according to Rand, are historical. It's happened already, uh, and it's roughly from 31 B.C. to 64 A.D. And then the red horse is uh, the the days of the persecution of Christians by uh, 10 consecutive Roman emperors, all of them very evil, beginning with uh, Nero. Okay, that's the red horse. The black horse is when Rome was divided into two empires, uh, the Eastern and Western Empire. And then the pale horse from... uh, around 480 to 529, is the decline of imperial Rome under a series of military coups. So uh, that that was when Rome was simply falling apart. And only one emperor actually succeeded a living emperor. All the others were assassinated. 
So we have a, a the, that's the pale horse. When not a single, except for one exception, the uh, Roman emperors were all assassinated. <laughs> okay, and that's how yeah, power transferred from one to another, right? Well, that that, that sounds like a. Uh, you know, a cesspool of <laughs> yeah. of deceit. You know, right. I mean, if we're talking about a oh, man. ungodly yeah. system, I mean, you know, it's kind of like yeah. Darth Vader. If you don't right. do a good job for Darth Vader, he's going to choke you to death, and he'll say next. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and that's how bad Rome was by by the end. Okay, and then uh, the fifth seal is when Emperor Justinian banished the Jews and Judaism. He got <laughs> sick and tired of having them around, <laughs> right, and giving them bad advice. Okay. What period was that? This was, uh, okay, well, the fifth seal, it started in 529 A.D. That's when uh, Justinian issued that decree. And also, uh, I found out that it was also Justinian who began the monastery system laying the foundation for the Catholic Church, okay, oh, and, really? and, and feudalism. That This was the foundation of feudalism, okay? And then uh, the period of rest, I think, is also a reference to 529 A.D. and the uh, transition from imperial Rome to the uh, appearance of the Roman Catholic Church. Uh, there was relatively little violence in Rome during this period. So that's why it's referred to as a period of rest. And then, they hadn't started the right. Inquisition yet, huh? Right. They haven't. And then, um, okay, and then also uh, that, that fifth seal actually lasts from 529 to 1789. That's the oh, French wow. Revolution. Okay. And then the sixth seal is the French Revolution. This is the Great Earthquake, the French Revolution, and the Napoleonic Wars, okay? So uh, that, that takes us through Chapter 6, and then uh, uh, verses 12 through 17 of Chapter 6 are the sixth seal, and um, that ends uh, that era. Now, the seventh seal is continuation, continuation I'm sorry, Chapter 7 <clears throat> is the continuation of the sixth seal, but there's all uh, there's also a lot of uh, side talk uh, here, and it's talking about the angels at the four corners, oh, yeah, the yeah. four chariots. Mm -hmm. So this is a uh, a side uh, chapter. It doesn't really involve itself in the historical um, uh, dialogue here. So uh, maybe that's the more of the more of the uh, prophetic future. Uh, yeah, it it uh, symbology. Well, yeah, I I think the uh, chapter seven is basically uh, telling us that you know it's a flash forward to the city four square, which is the New Jerusalem, and we'll, when we get to chapter twenty one, we'll find out that the New Jerusalem is not uh, we uh, we don't ascend into it. New Jerusalem descends down to earth. And yeah, this earth, yeah. and, it, and it rests here, and this becomes the headquarters of the kingdom of God, okay? You, you know, I got a, you know, the image of that. A lot of people think it's a cube, because yeah. it's got four sides. Some people think it's pyramid. I mean, that has four sides. Right. E either way, those two images would fit that 
that image. You yes, know? right. And and then when you think of it as a pyramid, um, going back to a, not a real recent movie, but the movie called uh, Stargate, not the mm-hmm. sh- show series, but uh, but the movie. And the yeah. movie had these UFOs, these spaceships, in the shape of a pyramid. Right. <laughs> and they were, and the first scene that you saw of it the first time, it was landing like in the desert, like maybe northern Africa and Egypt or something. Uh-huh. And uh, it, it, here out of the sky lands this four-sided pyramid. Right. With uh, doors opening on the side, and out comes these dudes, you know. Michael Rennie. (laughs) (laughs) So that's kind of a strange, you know, that's, you know, even though that would be good. Yeah. Well, well, I say good, it could be bad for some creatures, you know. But but that's kind uh, kind of interesting that Luciferian people, in a movie, concocted that picture. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, now we could have. Uh, you've probably heard of. Uh, oh, I just it just slipped my mind now. Not Pro- Project Bluebird. What the heck's it called? Uh, Bluebeam. Bluebeam. Yeah. Project Bluebeam, which is the ability to project 3D images in the sky and make them look so real that people actually think that it's happening, <laughs> right? You know, we're going to have to have a show on that sometime yeah, separate right. because, because um, I just got a call uh, <laughs> and started getting descriptions of these this person's scene, holographic runways appearing out of nowhere. Wow. Uh, giving a guiding uh, uh, kind of a... Mm-hmm. Guiding uh, direction and right. a holographic image of rocks that just fade away <laughs> as as right. a, as the craft goes right into the side of a mountain. You're right. Is that why Harrison Ford crashed his plane? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, it's like a mirage, but it looks so real you can't tell the difference between the, the mirage and reality. That, that's how good these things are. Okay. Well, that yeah, must that, be where the well all this money. That I mean, imagine the good that we could be actually doing right. in the world had they not stolen our wealth. Right. right. You know, think of that. Wasn't Solomon's time when the kingdom was just almost uh, unbelievable to see? Right. Oh yeah. It was, Extremely well. I think the Solomon's mm-hmm. Temple is a uh, presage of the New Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and yeah. you know he had what? It wasn't it that during that time there was the seven wonders of the world. There was the Hanging Gardens and uh, yeah, yeah, and I think the, the Hanging Gardens. He had all kinds yeah. of running water. I mean, right. Everything I imagine you could want in a kingdom for us right. to do it right manifested quite a bit of that in a, in a way, in a smaller way, yeah. during Solomon's time. You right. Know? Yeah, there was the Colossus of Rhodes. Mm-hmm. I think the only 
one of the seven wonders still around is the Great Pyramid. Yeah, and yeah. That, that's just an astounding piece of technology, just, proving proving that uh, the ancients had a way higher technology than we give them credit for. Mm. No, nobody right. nobody knows how that building was built. Nobody. And, and, and the gaps between the stones are so finely milled you can't even stick a razor blade in between them. Not, you, you yeah. Know? You Compare can't. that to modern masonry. <laughs> yeah, right. and, it's, and as big as it is, it's more square north, south, east, west yes. than modern buildings today. Yeah, yeah. And we yeah. have lasers, you know. Right. Well, anyway, you know, those kind of things just smack you upside the head as you begin to see the history and its application in Revelation. Yeah. And then when you see how good it fits for the historical part, you go, well, wow, I'm probably missing the 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 mark really big when it comes to the prophetic application. Because, yeah. you know, if you miss the historical, which has already happened, that's right. easy. You, you have to know the history in order to have any idea what the prophecy is going to be. Sure. Right? Yeah. Sure. And that's why the Judeo-Christian theologians who are attempting to interpret the book of Re- Revelation are absolutely clueless. Absolutely clueless. They, they have no idea what's going on. Primarily because they falsely identify Israel with the Jews. All right. So if you're looking for the Jews to fulfill any of these prophecies, <laughs> you're looking in the wrong direction. You've got to turn around <laughs> and go back well, if you to square one. You keep looking at them, right? Yeah, right. Uh, you're, it's going to be like a thief in the night because you aren't watching the right That's, person. You're not looking the right direction. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, chapter 7 is a continuation of the sixth seal and is a flash forward to the New Jerusalem. That's primarily what it is. Although it does mention in verses 5 through 8 that uh, that the, the, the tribe of Dan, uh, a lot of people ask the question, why is the tribe of Dan mentioned? Why isn't it listed among the 12 tribes here? And that's because the tribe of Dan had moved. We're talking about here, this, this whole era here is talking about the children of Israel and their relationship to the Roman Catholic Church. The tribe of Dan had moved beyond the power or control of the Roman Catholic Church, so it's not relevant. That's why the tribe of Dan is not mentioned here. Okay? I, I, I may have forgotten to talk about that when we did chapter 7. And then chapter 8, the seventh seal, another flashback to Imperial Rome. Uh, silence for half an hour. The lull before the storm is the reign of Constantine. It was relative peace under Constantine. Uh, the seventh seal uh, consists of the seven trumpets. The seven trumpets are the blows to the Roman Empire. The trumpet angels prepare themselves. The first trumpet was the sacking of Rome by Alaric the Goth. And this was all outside, well, not all, but one of them is exception, uh, how Rome was being uh, assaulted by the Germanic tribes, basically. Second trumpet, uh, the Vandal invasion under Genseric of Spain. Of course, these are all Germanic tribes. Oh, uh, these are the these are the uncivilized hordes they mentioned. Yeah, the barbarians. <laughs> yeah, and obviously the Rome were more barbarous than the Germans were. You know, with all the corruption that was going on. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, the third trumpet is uh, 
uh, Attila the Hun. When uh, Attila attacked uh, Rome and was paid off by the Pope, okay, so he wouldn't uh, kill everybody. And uh, fourth trumpet was the insurrection of Odoacer. Odoacer was a German warrior who served with the Roman army because he uh, he was unfairly passed over for promotion. <laughs> he got even with Rome by attacking it, right? <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. And then uh, the fifth and sixth trumpets, chapter 9, the angel with the key to the bottomless pit, uh, and the, this is the era of Mohammed, and uh, verse, the, the locusts are Saracen horsemen with their capes flapping in the breeze as they charge. Uh, hurt not any green thing. One researcher pointed out that the, a literal plague of locusts, that's why they're not literal, virtually uh, almost nothing in this uh, book of Revelation is literal. It's all figurative and, uh, you know, pictures. You have to, you have well, to try to interpret like what John is seeing. Yeah. It's kind of like when Christ was talking in parables. Right, yeah. And, but, and it's only for those that have ears to hear. Yes. It, it, there's only going to be a certain group of people. Yeah. Right. The, right. And, and we pointed out it can't possibly be literal locusts because locusts would eat every green thing in sight, right? Destroy every mm-hmm. green thing. So what, uh, it was talking about uh, these Saracen warriors, okay? Weren't they? Weren't they in a? They weren't around a lot of green stuff anyway, were they? <laughs> well, uh, the, the, uh, the that's verse five. Their raids were confined to only five months out of any given year because go. they uh, they didn't have their own food and supplies, so they had to sack the villages for food and you know get food from the countryside. So they couldn't do that in uh, you know in the fall, winter, or spring. They had to wait for the first harvest, okay, before they could attack again, right? Okay. So all this language fits perfectly the invasions of Europe by the by the uh, Mohammedans and the Saracens, okay? You know, you know it, it seems like to me you could look back and see this history that took so long and then you could compress it down to a very short period, comparatively short period to what we've seen, and let history, so to speak, repeat itself right. only on a very fast timetable Yes, yeah. to kind of get a, a, a picture of what's going to be coming. You right. Know? Well, you know, a lot of people who've had near-death experience say they see their whole life flash before their eyes, right? Yeah, I've heard that. Well, John saw the future flash before his eyes, so and he was trying to write it down the best he could in Greek, you know, with words uh, that don't have modern uh, connotations, right? Yeah, like, so, what's a car? Yeah, uh, what's a car? Obviously, when this all happens, we're going to have still, there's going to be cars, Yes. There's going to be transportation, and I I remember a passage where he said he was standing in the middle of a highway or a byway or whatever he, term he used, right? And there were horseless carriages going to and fro each side of him, and it sounds like he was like on a medium strip of a of a freeway. Can you imagine <laughs> how that must have looked to him? He, he he's probably going. Oh my gosh! I mean, it almost could have looked to him like magic because of the no sure. horses. Exactly, exactly. Well, yeah, and then there's the Book of Daniel. It says the knowledge will be increased, and uh, people will be traveling to and fro. Travel, you know, 
will increase as well. Uh, what's your idea of the knowledge increased? I, do you think that could be? You know, that doesn't mean you and I got a higher IQ. No, I think it means science. I think I think it means yeah. that, and you know, yeah. it says knowledge would increase a hundredfold. You know yeah. what's the one thing that is at your fingertip that can bring knowledge at a hundred times what you and I used to do when we right. had to go to the library to write a a, a paper. Right. It's called the machine. <laughs> well, it's called a. It's I know called where you're internet. going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, we didn't. Yeah, we barely had. You know, if we saw. Right. I remember those calculators that could right. add, subtract, multiply. <laughs> right. I remember when they came out and they had square root on them, and that's yeah. all. And those were five hundred dollars when they right. first came. Yes, when they first came out. And that was a lot of money. Yeah, you know, and now we got a computer on our on our wrists. You know, they yeah. finally uh, a, a virtual what was it a Dick Tracy oh, uh, yeah. wristwatch, right? It was a TV. Remember, in mm-hmm. the sixties, Dick Tracy. Well, we finally got it, right? Well, you should have seen what Bell Labs was teaching the Sprint people in operations when I was there. Okay. And what they came in to tell us what the future was going to be. I was just sitting there going, "Yeah, you've got to be kidding. And they said, <laughs> no, we're already we're already testing this stuff. Right. It's, and it's here. I, that, that, that was 25 years ago. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and so let me just uh, lead up to, uh, I think we finished Chapter 9. And so um, the uh, uh, next, uh, verse 6, many will seek death and not find it. And uh, this is a reference to the fact that the Mohammedans gave the Christians an option, uh, convert to Islam or die, yeah. right? And so a lot of them were, could not face death, so they converted to to Islam, okay, and then uh, the Saracen horsemen, as seen from above, with their robes flapping in the wind, resembled locusts because there's that locust business again, and their uh, the common uh, they they had yellow turbans, so it uh, reflects crowns like gold, okay. So and then verse eight. Well, had Saracen there, had a funny helmet anyway. Could have looked like a crown. It could have, yes, right. You know, I don't but know they were had, uh, wild, crazy-looking guys with yeah, long right. hair underneath that uh, kind yeah. of brass-colored hat. Yeah, um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, right. The the Murray's Auto Parts logo. I don't know if Murray's is still in business. Right. It yeah. had a, a a real hairy, bearded uh, guy with with no teeth. <laughs> I think they merged with another outfit, and you don't see that anymore. And they hair or something. Yeah. Verse 8, hair like the hair of women. Well, they had long hair, okay? Yeah. And yeah. then, uh, you know, the, you could also mistake it uh, for their capes. Some of them had capes. Breastplates armor is is what breastplates are, and uh, et cetera, et cetera. And then uh, uh, at verse 5, uh, I'm sorry, verse 10, uh, the scorpion stinging the heel of the victim, that is, people often unarmed and unprepared running for their lives away from the invaders. And it could also be, uh, uh, this was the era, I think it was the Mohammedans who probably you know, learned about gunpowder from the Chinese. And I think they were the first ones to invent a cannon. Okay, so that that's the sting, the sting in the back. Now, uh, 
my friend David in Branson has uh, uh, done a workup of Chapter 9 in, in modern terms, you know, talking about helicopters and nuclear warfare, and uh, he does a really good job of uh, doing a dual fulfillment of Chapter 9 in terms of modern military hardware and modern warfare, okay? Well, when you hear him say, John, who was writing this, talk about horseless carriages, it's obvious. Right. It was in the period we're in now. Yeah. And uh, he's talking about, you know, these cars, automobiles going back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, the description Dave's got on on that machine that sounds like horse hooves, well, you know, that you've been in those helicopters. That's what yeah, they sound Yeah, sort of sounds like that. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Yeah. I mean, if you'd have never heard one and you'd have heard it coming over the horizon, yeah, uh, you would be kind of fearful that this big thundering uh, right. sound is coming out of the sky and then all of a sudden there's this bizarre-looking thing, you know. Uh, it'd scare the bejeebers out of you. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> right. And then the Angel of the Bottomless Pit uh, is uh, part of the woe here is uh, Islam itself, okay? And uh, how Islam was affecting uh, Christian civilization and, and attacking Europe, okay? What so about that, that, uh, what about even now? I mean, could I mean obviously right. Islam's not gone? No, it's not Is, gone. Yeah. Islam is still causing problems. That's right. And we know that these are Muslims in ISIS, but they're being led by a faction of yeah, uh, well-funded and Mossad agents and Amen. stuff like that. Yeah, right, right. So, uh, so the angel of the bottomless pit. We'll have more to say about that later when we get into chapter twenty. And uh, we'll, uh, that will dovetail with the prophecy in Second Thessalonians chapter two by Paul. Okay, all right. So uh, I think that's a, a pretty good uh, wrap up for people who didn't weren't here when we did that show, the last show. Uh, that brings us up to the sixth trumpet or the second woe, which is the Ottoman Turks. Okay, and verses thirteen and fourteen. Uh, we're still in chapter nine. The sixth angel announced, which looses the hordes that come from the direction of the river Euphrates, the Turks. Verses 15 and 16, the four angels are the four main districts from which the Turks came, Baghdad, Aleppo, Damascus, and Iconium. Now, this is kind of hard to believe. 200 million horsemen. (laughs) It speaks of 200 million horsemen, and maybe not all at the same time, but a total, uh, you know, for however many uh, decades this took. Uh, That's a very large cavalry. Harvey Rand, in his book, Studying Revelation, has this to say about this. He describes how the Ottoman commanders counted their troops. During the years of their conquests, the forces of the caliphate were numbered in the millions. In counting their troops, a pen was built to hold 10,000 horsemen at one time. This pen was successively filled and emptied until the army was counted. 10,000 at a time, Doc. Thus, they were literally (laughs) counted by the tens of thousands. 
kind of like herding you into a football stadium and then right. going out the door and doing it again. Yeah, uh, yeah, like the hundred thousand at uh, uh, the football stadium, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Okay, let's have another hundred thousand, right? <laughs> how many? Imagine, how many billion have we got? Imagine, yeah, how imagine how you'd be doing it if you now modern theology uh, for a lot of people think that's China because right. they have such a large population. But I'd like to put that to rest, and here's how. There's no way they could march on foot yeah. to North America from China. Right. I mean, they, they don't have enough boats. They don't have enough aircraft. They don't have enough anything to put 200,000 people on horses right. to attack Israel in the last days, which is what that's that's the prophecy they talk about. Right. And we're Israel, not yes. Israel, Israel over there. Right. Uh, dirty Israel. Uh, right. The real Israelites are not there. It's right. over here. And so there's no way 200 million Chinese are going to reach us. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, and the fact is that uh, Ezekiel, in the chapters that talk about Gog and Magog, you know, which the book of Revelation also talks about, Gog and Magog and the uh, Battle of Armageddon, the book of Ezekiel yeah. clearly says that the the land that Israel dwells in will be at peace. The Jewish state has never been at peace. Okay? <laughs> never. Okay? Well, what's actually going on is that we, the Israelites, it's actually talking about America. And this is Ezekiel chapter 38, verse 11. Actually, let me back up to verse 9. Speaking of the hordes of Gog and Magog, okay, the synagogue of Satan <laughs> should give you a clue as to who Gog and Magog are, okay? Verse 9, you shall ascend and come like a storm, you shall be like a cloud to cover the land, you and all your bands and many people with you. Now, we're being invaded by blacks. Muslims, Mexicans, some Chinese, and, of course, the Jews. We're talking about us. We're talking about America, and, Israel. And we're talking by the millions. Yes, by the millions. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. V- verse 9, you shall, uh, like, uh, you shall be like a cloud to cover the land. The book of Revelation says uh. it's a, uh, a flood, a flood. You shall a flood of immigrants. That's what we've got here: a cloud or flood. There's so many of them you can't even count them. Okay. Now that does not just mean illegals. That means illegal no. too. Right. You might right. want to go over that. You know, because. Uh, oh yeah. Well, that started with uh, Jacob Javits and uh, there were three or four other Jewish uh, representatives who changed our immigration laws in 1965. And the American Jewish Congress, the ADL, all these Jewish organizations were agitating for decades to change our immigration laws because up to that point in time, only white people were allowed in. Uh, okay. In 1913, when they started coming in through the Ellis Island fiasco, uh, was, wasn't that primarily Jewish that yeah. came in then? Yeah, right. Yeah, the Jews came in and... Uh, you know, pretended to be white, <laughs> right? And, of course, there was a lot of bribery going on there 
because oh, this was this is Abraham Smith and uh Yeah, right. But the vast majority of these Jews were illiterate. And they couldn't even sign their own names. So uh when they got to Ellis Island the, the agents there said, Well sign your name and they said, You can't <laughs> I, I don't in, know how to write. Sea, in the sea of people, you know how to yeah. tell a Jew from the rest, don't you? Uh, the hooked noses? <laughs> uh, they're the ones bobbing. All right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, so those black, those black I bobbers. Yeah. <laughs> Black-headed <laughs> bobbers, right? <laughs> and, yeah, so the right. influx of Jews, uh, several million Jews, I think up to 10 million, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. uh, from uh, the Pale of Russia. They're, that's an invasion, Okay. And that's why, and that's where the center of you know uh, the degradation of America comes from, where the Jews settled. You know, uh, they built the first burlesque house, organized crime, uh, you know, all kinds of uh, immorality, uh, you know, gambling houses, et cetera, et cetera. Slave, slave, uh, slave trading. Yeah, lot, that all the, the Jews are guilty of, of all that stuff. Right? Yeah, they don't think of New York, but. That's one of the yeah. worst places. Yeah, that was that was all begun by the Jews. All of that evil was begun by the Jews. Okay, people don't realize that. Now, verse ten thus says, Yahweh Elohim, it shall also come to pass that at the same time shall things come into your mind, and you shall think an evil thought. What is this evil thought? It's mm-hmm. genocide of the white race by the Jews, and they're using these uh, other nations to commit genocide against us, and we don't even know it. The average white person doesn't even don't perceive. Don't have a clue. Yeah. Now, here's the, here's the big one, verse 11. And you shall say, I will go up to the land of unwalled villages. Is that, is that Palestine? <laughs> yeah. well, yeah, well, the Palestinians are even wondering if it's their Palestine. Right. You know these settlers today in the news, uh, Eli, mm-hmm. the, the Jewish settlers. You know they're yeah. supposed to be peaceful, but a whole bunch of settlers just raided a mosque in Palestine. Uh-huh. Do you know what the news would be like if yeah. uh, the if the Palestinians yeah. raided a, a synagogue? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It'd be all over. Uh... The Jews' news, right? Yeah, incredible. Uh, it's just yeah. It, it's, or if you and yeah. I attacked the synagogue in uh, in uh, in Chicago, right? <laughs> or or yeah. even spray painted the doors with, with spray paint, put a, put a Nazi symbol on there. It would make headlines, right? <laughs> but when the Jews murder millions of people, nothing, absolutely nothing. But this is fascinating because, yeah, this evil thought, this is the Jews moving into America. Verse 11, and you shall say, I will go up to the land of unwalled villages. I will go to them that are at rest, that dwell safely, all of them dwelling without walls and having neither bars nor gates. Now, what chapter is that? This is uh, Ezekiel chapter 38. Okay. Okay, this is describing America, folks, because we are Israel. Verse 12, to take a spoil, Federal Reserve Bank, and to take a prey, to turn your hand upon the desolate places that are now inhabited, 
we white people made the desolate uh, the deserts of America bloom, not the Jews. The Jews have never done anything like that. And upon the people that are gathered out of the nations, namely the 12 tribes of Israel, which have gotten cattle and goods that dwell in the midst of the land, etc., etc. Okay. Fiat, fake, worthless pieces of paper yes. have taken over real assets, land, uh, houses, uh, businesses, uh, yeah. you know, the cattle on a thousand hill type of approach. Right. That's real wealth. And yeah. uh, they've convinced us to swap those two things. Yeah, right. Well, they take our gold and give us paper for it. <laughs> well, right? and then and now they've got the, hey, the, today we've got a, a person in our chat that posted an article. Okay. HSBC Bank, which is, you know, huge. Right, yeah. Uh, they're big. locking up all 11 of their central bank vaults and not letting any gold go. Wow. They've locked, they've locked it all down. It's not available. Right, right. Okay, let me just go to finish chapter 9, verses 17 through 19. The horses of fire and brimstone are references to the Turks' use of portable cannon. These portable cannon were actually cast with the shape of a lion's head at the mouth, and, of course, a puff of smoke would issue from their tails where the fuse was lit. Okay, so I think John, the revelator, actually saw, was shown, one of these cannons. It was shaped uh, in the shape of a lion. Verses 20 and 21. These two verses are telling us that the remaining people are engaged in idolatry and immorality. Okay? So, uh, and this is, of course, especially Christians today. uh, They're not obeying Yahweh's laws. They worship money. They've they're become very materialistic. And they're also self-worshipping because the gospel of personal salvation has taken the place of the gospel of love one another. Yeah. Okay? Well, you know, in this age of, of phones, uh, the selfie <laughs> right. <laughs> is one of the most hedonistic. Oh, it sure is. It's just extremely self-centered. Yeah. And how about the homosexual movement? Talk about oh. hedonism. Talk about hedonism. Oh, oh yeah. geez. Right. Okay, Doc, I need to take a quick break because I have a, a sure. message coming through on my other phone. Uh, can we take a break you for bet. about five, five, ten minutes? Okay. You bet we can. All right. And Very uh, good. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll uh, continue the break and talk while you're gone. Okay, very good. Thank you. You'll be right back, folks. In the meantime, um, we're going to, uh, you're going to get to enjoy some uh, music that maybe you've never heard. And I want to make this announcement. If all goes well, there will be a new radio station, and you'll hear the Waterman Files on. We're building a radio station for our topics, for our people. And uh, the man that's doing it lives in London. And you've probably heard this radio station mentioned. Maybe you've gone there. It's Euro, as in E-U-R-O, Folk Radio. And I've been putting um, news updates. This is the news by JW uh, up there on almost a regular daily basis. Short little news clips. And uh, we're supposed to go live 
uh, with that radio broadcast starting Monday. I will I will have it posted if that occurs. Um, simultaneous to that, uh, probably the first week I'll broadcast here, so uh, you'll know, and I'll be definitely telling you how to do, you know, how to get access to it. And uh, this is going to give us the ability that we need. It, uh, the equipment level that they're going to be broadcasting at is a lot better. And in fact, he says, I want this to sound like the BBC. <laughs> so, you know, everybody's going to have to upgrade their mics or something because, you know, you can only, you got to start good. Okay, we'll be right back. I'm going to be playing uh, some pretty interesting music that I think, uh, <laughs> I think you're going to like. There's this, uh, you know, place called Iraq that's being attacked by, uh, so is uh, Syria, by this group called ISIS, okay? The ISIS people, the ISIS people are attacking Iraq and Syria and carving out this little niche. And I've got this really fun song. I think it's funny about a guy trying to help the Iraqi uh, royalty or sheiks and all those guys uh, kind of get military equipment ready to fight the ISIS people. And uh, here's, here, I just, I'll just play, you'll like this. Here we go. Ringing. Could you please bring it in to the bath? A commander, good morning, fine thank you. Just finishing up some last minute math. We sent the contracts over in the Humvee. This province is like honey for the bees. The Ayatollah said thanks for the money. He has the unions down on their knees. But just one thing I have to ask. I know the army's strapped for cash. It's hard to sleep when taking flack, so please, God, make it fast. Yes, Dr. Thomas, we need more at the palace. Two more shirts and bottoms for the night when they shell us. email. Please tell Ahmed to check up on the roof. Thank goodness for Pentagon Wholesale. He's a gazelle in his shock and awe boots. Well, here's another bulletin from Central. The chairman says that victory's within view. Any day investors will line up at the borders and the streets fill with BMWs. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, 
Next time we're in the green zone, we'll request for you a crimson bulletproof burka for me, a Halliburton IUD vest. And General, one more thing we have to ask. We're taking quite a lot of slack in throwing these insurgent trash, so please God, make it fast. Deadlock pajamas, sorry about the drama, but the palace is so near the enemy. Just two more tops and drawers to get us through the next few wars And help survive these folks until they're free And help survive these folks until they're free He needs uh, Kevlar pajamas there because he's <laughs> staying in the palace. And that's kind of a scary thought, you know. Yeah. Uh, you got <laughs> But, you know, when you have uh, the Kool-Aid man as president, uh, you're not going to get any, uh, you're not going to get any help. Right. Just 
Catholic too, right? Yes, yes, it would have. Right. So, uh, yeah, this is basically talking about the Reformation, the appearance of the Reformation. I know what I wanted to say, not Huguenots. Yeah. Hooterites. Oh, Hooterites. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, Hutter, Hutter writes. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know how to quite say oh, it. Oh, okay. H, it's an H-U. Uh, a German Protestant faction that resembles uh, Amish. Only oh. it was European-based and much earlier. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wasn't actually aware of those. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, the Anabaptists would be an offshoot of that probably as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, now the the little book. We're moving steadily forward in history. The little book oh, is yeah. the printed Bible. Okay. It was at this time that up to this point in time, the, the Roman Catholic Church had prevented people from actually re- owning Bibles. Only very wealthy people could own Bibles because they had to be hand copied. Well, I can just see these people meeting, talking about all these. And part right. of these guys huddled in this little yeah. uh, a corner uh, muttering to themselves. About half of them have those Catholic fish-shaped hats on, and about half of them have yeah coneheads, and about half of them have yarmulkes. You know, so uh, they were kind of like the opposite same, uh, side of the same coin. Uh, they both were mad. Well, the 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 ruling uh, Edomite groups that infiltrated our our religious. Well, actually, theocracy. Yeah. Weren't they upset? I mean, can you imagine starting a religious movement that was an improvement because it gave them intelligence so they had these confessionals? Yes. I well, imagine, for sure. I yeah. imagine those people go, <laughs> yeah. Fooey on the uh, fooey on the synagogue. We right. got this one. This is this has been fine tuned, yeah. boys. Right. <laughs> Yeah, the the Roman Catholic Church was run on superstition, you know, selling indulgences, you know, get your relatives out of hell, <laughs> fifty bucks, <laughs> right? Hell <laughs> or drive through. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. Hey, hey, we don't want you to be doing any vices, right. but hey, we've got bingo. Come and join us. Right. You know? Yeah. This uh, it's crazy, you know. But this is the this is the type of stuff that the Roman Catholic Church did to people. Not of to mention. Not to mention drawing and quartering, you know, and uh, oh, torturing and, them in the dungeons, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And, okay. and, you know, and hey, how dare you print a Bible, Tyndall? There you go. Yeah. Right. How dare you, right? <laughs> so the little book is a reference to the printing press, the fact that the Bible could now be a very small book. That's oh, what it's I a reference see, yeah. To. You know, because okay. you're right, it was all handwritten, kind of big, heavy. Yes, they were heavy. They were huge. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, so now, which uh, the little book is the Bible, which previously was a number of large scrolls, now made small by the invention of the printing press, and thus available to more and more people. The first typeset Gutenberg Bible came off the press in the year 1455. The sea is the peoples of nations. The land is the true church or congregation, which can only mean Christian Israelites of the dispersion. The Protestant movement gave the little book to the people. 
Okay. That's what that little book is all about. Well, that's it was meant to happen. Yes, of course it was. <laughs> John saw because, it. John uh, because saw it. Uh, the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, I mean, that's a, uh, the perfect description yeah. of the Catholic Church. That's right. The, the, the lay, them thinking laity aren't aren't deserving of reading the... Right. Power uh, over the people, the Galatians, yes. Well, it's taking it's taking the perverted attitude that the priesthood wasn't servants, but rather yeah, they rulers. could lord over. Yeah. Exactly. It's and, the exact and opposite of what just, Christianity is supposed to be. Yeah. Well, it was exactly opposite of what the priesthood was supposed to be. Yes. Exactly. But if you've got Nephilim or Edomites taking yeah. over the roles of the priesthood, they began to... Yeah. Uh, flog the flock, so to speak, with that uh, powerful role right. uh, to you know whatever they wanted them to do. And of course, if yeah. that's spilled over, if that whole scenario of control spilled over and finally ended up having to mean they had to create the Catholic uh, to rein in the, these rebellious Israelites that left right. the you know left the 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 well left the sacrifices out now. I mean, they had to figure out some other way to control them. Probably right. I mean, they they weren't going to just stay there with an old fuddy duddy religion that controlled nobody. They had to come up with something to include these new Christians. Right. And how in the world are we going to control them if they are not, you know, so to speak, uh, doing sacrifices and needing priests anymore? So they just took and formulated a priesthood for Protestants, you know? <laughs> or, yeah. I mean, I shouldn't say Protestants, but you know what I mean. Yeah. For the Christian, I should say. Right, for the Christian, yeah. Well, uh, it's really obvious, I think we mentioned this briefly on an earlier uh, segment, that the Roman Catholic Church basically did the same thing as the Pharisees. And, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, making on. up their own law sure. and lording it over to people. And that's where we get the perversions of Isis and Ishtar bring bought, brought back into the form of Mary. Right. And, I mean, they worship her more than they do any, you know, any I deity. I mean, come yeah, on, right. a break. Yeah, yeah. And today they worship the Jews, <laughs> right? I, I, used to I used to teach uh, um, real close, I used to teach uh pre-med and nursing anatomy in college, and one of our campuses is right outside of, right near um, uh, Notre Dame. Okay. And so I would go to Notre Dame off and on. Uh, it's, uh -huh. it's a pretty spectacular, as you can imagine, campus. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. The Golden uh, Dome, be, right. Yeah. yeah, you can go eat in the Student Union, which is like a smorgasbord of unbelievable food. It's <laughs> I mean, if I, if uh, Eli, if you and I had been to a college like that, we'd have never left because the food was so good, you know. Right. So, so uh, if you just go into like their their uh, chapel at Notre Dame, which is a substantially ornate place, and they give these tours, <clears throat> you'll hear Catholics in there going. Hey, well, didn't you hear about the apparition of Mary and she appeared blah 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 and Mary right. this and Mary that? And I'm going, oh my, yes, right. It, it was it was nauseating superstition, right? And what exactly. they don't understand, it, Talmudic, and it's it has nothing to do with the Bible. No, nothing. 
So yes, uh, the Catholic Church is a Talmudic institution with uh, an off and on Jews running it, but not always. Okay, uh, like the Borgias, you know, they oh, yeah. they well, brought well, their yeah. way into the papacy and placed their Jewish sons as popes, and the Medici's did the same right. thing. Okay, well they've got the Black Pope or, or right. the or the uh, Loyola branch, which is the, one of the colleges I went to was a Loyola type. Right. College. They have a sister college. Jesuits. Yeah. Jesuits. Jesuits. It was uh, Eli. If you haven't been to a Jesuit college, it's the creepiest place in the it world. It is. Well, they name all their teams after the devil. <laughs> the Paul <laughs> Blue Demons, right? Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Okay. But you're what walking down a hallway, and here's a little statue of Mary, and you go, uh-huh. "Don't they get this?" You know, I'm going. I cannot. Well, I transferred out of that one. The Duke Blue Devils? Why do these (laughs) Jesuit colleges name their teams after the devil? (laughs) Well, I think it reflects... It's right? (laughs) I I think it reflects... Yeah. Loyola was a Jew. Loyola was literally a Jew. Yes, he was. It was... And, of course, you know, up there in Chicago, that's like one of the colleges to be, or universities. Well, yeah, we have them both here. We have Loyola and... uh, DePaul, both. Oh, yeah, you've got that. Well, uh, at least maybe uh, Bernadine Dawn isn't there. She's at Northwestern, I think. Right, yeah. Northwestern's just as bad. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And and, and her husband, uh, what was his name? Oh, I don't recall. Uh, Of the, uh, you know, uh, that... Out Charles, Charles Manson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what, what they call that? The weather. Uh, the weather underground. The yeah. weather. The, her husband and her folks were murdering people right. and stealing uh, the money out of banks. They go to jail for just a short time, and then they get released. One gets in as a full professor at Northwestern. Right. Right, and the other one's a full professor at the University of Chicago. Right. So now they've got all the colleges under their thumb. Oh yeah, the, the to- colleges are totally controlled by Jews. Totally, especially up there in Chicago. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. Run, run. University of Chicago is a Rockefeller University. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Rockefellers uh huh. Uh huh. Rockefellers own it. Yeah. Uh-huh. So uh, okay, let's let's get back. Yeah, that's that's a good uh, sample of how bad things really are. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Okay, verses 3 and 4, and we're in chapter 10. The seven thunders not revealed are either past ages or future events, probably to occur just before the judgment day. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't tell us what the thunders are. If the latter, then they are most likely the same as the seven last plagues of chapter 16, because the meaning of these thunders is not to be revealed at this time, not in chapter 10 anyway. Nor are they mentioned again. Thunders can also mean the great uproar of the people as news is spread of corruption in the churches and wars and rumors of wars. And I think that's what thunders, uh, uh, the 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 uh, trumpets blaring, warnings, uh, uh, huge uh, huge earthquakes, that sort of thing. You know that uh, the the people get all riled up about. That's what these. seven thunders are i think they're uh, prophetic they're not revealed as to what they are but uh, i i believe that in the end times that's when the seven thunders 
are going to occur, and we'll know. <laughs> Maybe we're already hearing them. Maybe it's well, yeah, right. Yeah, well, it could be harps, right? Yeah, yeah, harps. sure. Yeah, and uh, what is the uh, thunders though was always uh, a sound of hoof feet hoofs in a in a uh, war, right? Where the yeah. the horses are thundering, you know. Yes, you've always heard them mention that the thundering hooves right uh, in in some kind of battle you know so maybe it's maybe it's just thundering everywhere well right we are in america yes, there's over, wars everywhere there's uh, tanks well, rolling everywhere that's yes. right that's right we're in a hundred countries doing stuff yeah with the military yeah yeah we were the constitution forbids all of it we we're always supposed to be defensive and we're supposed to protect our borders, <laughs> right? Well, we've got a Muslim says, president. Go figure. You know. Yeah. So. Well, he can't be a Muslim. Oh, that's because right. Because he's, he's a homosexual. Part Jewish. He's a oh, homosexual. Yeah. Well, oh, well, he's a, he's a non-adherent <laughs> Muslim Jew. But he he claims to, to love Islam. If the Islamicist understood that he's a bisexual and had homosexual lovers, and has homosexual lovers here in Chicago, they'd they chop his head off. Well, right. it's, you know, there you go. Uh, Jews have homosexuality. Yeah. Muslims yeah. don't. Jews have interest-bearing uh, uh, loans, and uh, the Muslims don't. Right. Maybe that little white tint of blood from Esau uh, gave them at least a little decency. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and then the first thing Obama did was bail out the banksters to the tune of well, seven, $7 trillion. dollars. <laughs> Right? Well, you any know, that good was Muslim his, would do that, wouldn't he? <laughs> well, you know, that was for his Jewish mother's sake. Yeah, so, that's right. You know. There you go. Okay, verses 5 and 6, there should be time no longer. has also been translated as no more reckoning of time and as one more time. So there's a, a lot of dispute as to how this verse should be translated. Two British authors, Ronald H. Preston and Anthony T. Hansen, in their book, Revelation of St. John the Divine, mm-hmm. believe that the correct translation is, there shall be no delay. This makes the most sense to me, for the other translations lack a concrete interpretation, and they do not relate to the subject at hand, namely the little book. The implication, therefore, is that there will be little or no delay between the publication of the little book and its impact on the world especially us, dispersed Israel. Most historians mark the beginning of the Reformation on October 31st, 1517, the day Martin Luther nailed his 95 theses on the door of the Wittenberg Church. Okay. You know, people, Eli, today do not know the number one seller, book-wise, is the Bible. Right. I'd say that's a pretty big impact. That's right. <laughs> That's a pretty, and once uh, once he nailed the ninety five theses on the door of that church, the Bible began selling like hotcakes, <laughs> right? Because mm-hmm. because actually, what was happening, uh, Doc, was uh, well. Actually, we'll get to it. Uh, let me not jump the gun. That's one of the verses that's coming up. Oh, okay. Okay. So, uh, although the actual time span between fourteen fifty five, the first printed Bible and 1517 is 62 years, we have to take into consideration how slowly things moved in those days, right? If you ordered a Bible from Germany and you lived in France, it might take a few months, 
right? Or even years, oh, right? Isn't that unbelievable? Yeah. Yeah. The, the fastest, world is so small today, though. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, well, just the the computer. We, we're talking to the whole world right now, right? That's Instantaneously. Right. Okay. The fastest means of communication was carrier pigeon. And the Bible could not be delivered thus. <laughs> well, if you had a really strong pigeon, <laughs> maybe, maybe you could, right? Or, or maybe you Big line pigeon. them up like a sled dogs yeah, or something. Yeah, right. And a have batch them of pigeons flying you know, together, right? Yeah, I have a whole flock of them carrying some, you know. Right. Many hundreds of copies would need to be printed, read, and shared before a general commotion could result. Also, people would require some time to digest its contents and consult with each other as to its meaning. In other words, the Bible was being delivered to the people, and as they were reading the Bible, they were scratching their heads and saying, why hasn't the Catholic Church been teaching us this? Okay? There is a rumble. There's a rumbling going on in people's minds, and there's a murmuring, and there's... uh, hushed tones of voice criticizing the Catholic Church because people now realize that there's something wrong with the Catholic Church because it hasn't been teaching them the contents of the Bible. It's been teaching all kinds of other stuff. Like you said, Mary, confession, uh, (laughs) all kinds of other stuff that's not in the Bible. So they claim to be the, uh, you know, the, the, what's the, what's the term? Um, you know, the, the replacement for Christ or acting for Christ? Well, let me, ask you, so. this, let me yeah. ask you this question. Uh, would the Orthodox Church be considered a split off of it or a, a Reformation uh, movement? Oh, you mean the, the, uh, the Eastern Orthodox Church? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a split off. You know, the, the Orthodox Church has a, a lot of its own rituals, especially you know, the Orthodox Church has all of these uh, statues and artwork. I mean, oh yeah, they're pretty yeah, heavy on that. Yeah, yeah, and uh, of course, the Bible forbids you know he- heavy you know uh, image imagery, idolatry. Right? <laughs> yeah, idolatry. I mean, it's, it verges on. Yeah, I mean, there's no prohibition against art in the Bible. You know, no. But no. Uh, the the Greek Orthodox Church just goes overboard <laughs> with that stuff. Totally overboard. Now, do do they they don't have confession like the no, Catholics? No, they don't. No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, there's one little feather in their hat anyway. So. But in, in the same uh, aspect, it's also a Nicolaitan church. Because okay. they control it. Okay. Right. They they lord it over the people. Not quite as bad as the Roman Catholic Church, but it still is. Okay. I would not convert to orthodoxy. It's uh, it's It's multicultural, just as the Catholic Church is and just as... Judaism promotes. Okay. Well, when I saw an uh, Orthodox guy, a uh, patron or parish member, kiss the hand of a some Orthodox muckamuck, oh. <laughs> I knew that it was pretty pretty close to being Catholic anyway. So yeah, that's uh, what they call their bishops, muckamucks. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's the same thing. It's Nicolaitanism. He just doesn't take the time to shave where the Catholics. Are. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And they, they, they wear different helmets. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but by and large, not not nearly as bad as the Roman Catholic Church. Hey, we need to start one that's a pyramid shape. Yeah, there you go. Okay. <laughs> we'll call it the square dance. <laughs> pyramid cheese heads, right? <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, okay, so 
all of this little book business is very important, and it's all about the printing press and the little, the little uh, you know version of what used to be a very big book, very big, heavy, cumbersome. Now people, now obviously people would require some time. That's why there's a delay of 62 years between the first publication of the little book and the Reformation. But the publication of the little book caused the Reformation, okay? The rebellion against the Catholic Church. We also have to bear in mind that only nobles, churchmen, and the wealthy class were as yet literate. So the peasantry had to rely on information fed through those sources. And they okay. weren't about to teach him. No, to read. well, yeah. Now, now there were some rebellious lords and nobles, you know, who didn't like the bishops or the pope. Yeah, and, and these were likely to rebel against the Catholic Church. You know, and these became Martin Luther's allies, like uh, Robert the Bruce. There you go. Yeah, and many of those guys said, "Let's teach our people to read." Right there, you go. And, and when Martin Luther was arrested. Mm. By the Catholic Church, it was a German noble who sent uh, some guys to kidnap him for his own good and hid him away for a number of years. Oh, really? Yeah. And while he was hiding out from from the papacy, he used a uh, an alias, uh, Gunther Georg. Junker Georg. That's what he the name he went by, so that the Catholic Church couldn't find him. Smart. Was that when he wrote Shakespeare? <laughs> Could be. Could it's Shakespeare. Be. Right, right. All right, so Luther's act uh, was a revolutionary one, nailing the 95 Theses to the door. It galvanized all of Europe into pro Catholic and anti Catholic camps. Public discussion of the Bible and its meaning thus were becoming commonplace. Catholics, of course, had to take the word of their priests as to what the scriptures meant, right? No, you, you're not allowed to use your own mind. And, 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 and imagine in the more modern, before Vatican II occurred, I think it was. Right. I'm not a Catholic. Uh, yeah, uh, no, you know, I don't know very well. But uh, after they began to learn to read, the Catholics kept it in Latin. And how many yes. learned Latin anyway, you know? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> okay, uh and then verse 7, this verse is an interjection which declares that when the seventh trumpet the th- or third woe sounds, era before the great day of the Lord will begin. Okay, so the third woe, which we'll get to, mm-hmm. is uh, roughly uh, it's the end of the Ottoman Turk era, which was around 1922, yeah, to the judgment day. That's that's relatively recent as yeah. far as nations. There's not much talk about this Ottoman Empire, but this extremely powerful, huge, and wealthy Turkish Empire existed. Yes, it's in, it's incredible that people, you know, especially Americans. I mean, yes. it's just oblivious to any thought. I mean, right? It's well, we're not taught as, any history anymore. No, yeah. we are not, and you know it's it's disappeared just like the talk of the Khazarian yeah. Empire has disappeared. Yes. You know. Yeah, or even the Parthian Empire, which uh, was contemporaneous with Rome, and uh, was very powerful. The Romans could never defeat the Parthians, and those oh, yeah, Parthians, Parthians, and those Parthians yeah. the the Magi were Parthians. They were actually Israelites. 
Okay. Well, history has forgotten them totally. Mm-hmm. Because they don't want us to know true history. They just want us to know Jewish history, right? <laughs> yeah, and I think what's happening, Eli, is that we were told we would forget yeah. who yeah. we were, and so yeah. we didn't have this history, and it's only, I think, through the inspiration of yes. the Holy Spirit and the lives of Israelites that we're being able to kind of go out into the world and scrape up with our little dustpan these fragments and pieces of of history and begin to kind of glue the the story of the Israelites back together. Do you, right. do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Now, yeah. wouldn't that be that re- um, kindling of something that wasn't supposed to happen until the end days anyway? Well, uh, if we're talking about the the Israelites becoming, a, is that what you're talking about? Uh, are we remembering who we are? Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's... Uh, the, the thing is that many nobles uh, of, of our race, the white race, the Caucasian Israelites, passed on, and this is what has to do with heraldry. The heraldry of all the noble families is Israelite in origin. So we never, you know, the noble families never forgot their Israelite origins. Now, Otherwise, you have a heraldry of German in your, what, what's, yeah. your, what's your symbol or what uh, part of oh, your... Oh, I, for, I forget, but uh, we do have a family crest, you know, it goes way uh-huh. back into ancient Europe, Okay. Uh, I, I, I believe my family is of Simeon, the tribe of Simeon, so okay. uh, which uh, kind of, uh, traveled along with the tribe of Judah, and that was Jutland, uh, the that was the furthest west the tribe of Judah traveled, Jutland, okay, which oh. is now called Denmark, and then uh, mm-hmm. it was from Jutland that Hengist and Horsa uh, launched their boats to attack England, and that's the Anglo-Saxon invasion of England, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, so, and in my crest, in my family, we've traced it back 800 years. Okay. And uh, uh, that's real easy. And beyond that, the Europeans called and, uh, right. well, they contacted my father. Okay. Uh, wanting to know the his oldest male heir. Okay. And uh, there was a reason for that I won't get into because it right. sounds kind of braggy, but uh, no, I don't want to even talk yeah. about it. Uh, you didn't want well, to pay the I, tax. You didn't want to pay the taxes on the estate. Well, well not, not, on, not on that guy. You know, like, uh, this guy was like marching, conquering. You know that they're right. So I had to make a decision at thirteen. Do I want to go back yeah, to your very or early thirteen? America? Well, yeah, and I go. No, I don't. I, I, I was scared. I just say no. I want to stay here. You know? Right. Yeah, but, that's but, a tough but, choice but, to make at thirteen. Yeah. Well, right. Yeah. So, but, 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 eight hundred years ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the family, the family had a castle, and by the way, we still have that castle. We still have our uh-huh. clan chief. It's well, Scottish. you're broadcasting from deep inside that castle. Yeah, right, I'm aren't going you? from deep inside. Yeah, I am. You know. <laughs> but ours crest, our crest is a bull. Okay. All right. Well, and, that's uh, that's Ephraim. There you go. That's Ephraim, which makes sense because uh, Britain is a combination of Ephraim and Judah. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I forgot. I I have my family crest in the other room, and uh, it's been a while since I've looked at it. But here, uh, uh, somebody's been trying to call me 
I hope it's not an emergency. And I have to, I have to sign off a little early today, anyhow, because I have to get uh, my own show going. Oh, and, uh, okay. You know, you know, uh, so I think uh, you know maybe I'll go another ten minutes, and we'll at least finish chapter ten. Okay. Let's do that. And and maybe get uh, uh, give people an idea of what who the two witnesses are. Okay. Ooh. Okay. So verses eight through ten. Back to the little book. And it, uh, the verse says that people were devouring the little book, which tasted very sweet, but gave them a very bitter belly. Yeah. Okay. Now, okay, why? Well, for, just think, so many Christians were eager to read the Bible. And so when they got their hands on it and started reading it, it was just so sweet to to read the Bible. Okay. But then they realized that they had been lied to by the Roman Catholic Church for hundreds of years, okay? And man, did they get angry. Well, that's your bitter belly, okay? Yeah, I Uh, see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is not obvious interpretation, but that's what happened, okay? The little book, very important. And, Doc, the Judeo-Christian ministers are clueless. Utterly clueless what the right little book their, is. Yeah, right in front of their face. Yeah, you know, it tells they're, who they're reading it. <laughs> they're reading it. <laughs> and, you know, and they make, I got old pocket version. <laughs> right? That's what the little book is all about. The readers of God's word would delight in its teachings, but then they would come to the bitter realization that the established church, the Roman Catholic Church, was teaching self-serving heresies which could not be found in the Bible. The you church think? used the huh? <laughs> you yeah. think? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and then, of course, they began the witch hunts. Oh, of heretic. Man. Boy, that was a power trip, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So the, we've got all of this evil that, uh, you know, see, so these uh, superstitious Christians, they were made superstitious by the Catholic Church, suddenly realized that the Roman Catholic Church was the Antichrist. <laughs> okay? Very bitter belly. Very bitter belly. Okay? So the, the great vanquisher of heretics was herself the biggest heretic of all. Okay. Verse 11 of chapter 10 says, keep prophesying, there's more to tell. <laughs> All right. So chapter 11, the two witnesses and the beginning of the third woe. The story of the two witnesses is about the continuing struggle to bring the Holy Scriptures to the people of the European dispersion, the two houses of the 12 tribes, Israel and Judah, collectively known as Israel. Verse 1, a measuring rod laying out the kingdom that is to come. Forty and two months, 1260 years. This is the first half now past of the prophetic 2,520 years of the wilderness migrations of the two houses of Israel, which began in 745 B.C. We talked about this earlier mm-hmm. in, a, in a previous section, namely the Church of Philadelphia being oh, yeah, founded yeah. in 1776. Yeah. In the city of Philadelphia. <laughs> now, Philadelphia was the next to the last. Yes, the next to last. Right. And last so we've next. gone. We've gone from the the Church of Brotherly Love and very very yes. worthy into this apathetic yes. mess. 
the Laodicean church, very apathetic and worthless Judeo-Christianity. That's no what it is. We're getting, the last no church. wonder we're getting invaded yeah. by all these The churches foreigners. are complicit with the Jews. They are. You know, they raise money. I, I, I never, I, I can't remember who was. Uh, somebody's got a radio show, and they're going, uh, well, you know, they, they've been uh, attacked in, in, in <laughs> France, and we've got to get the Jews back to Israel, and we're going to raise money for them to move people. Yeah. And I'm going, they can move themselves. For crying right. out loud, yeah. when, when did we get our moving expenses paid for? You right. know. Yeah, this uh, this idolatry of a race of fallen angels or the seed of Satan is just blasphemy. Yes, yes. I'm sorry. Go ahead. The, yeah, the, two, the two witnesses. The two yeah. witnesses. Okay. So the the 1260 years is the first half of the migrations, the two, the seven times punishment that Israel was supposed to endure in the wilderness, which was concluded in the year 1776 A.D. So the first 40, uh, 42 months, 1260 years, is from uh, from 745 B.C. to 516 A.D. And that, was, that year uh, falls within the rest period during which the Israelites of Europe were able to practice Christianity with little interference from either imperial or papal Rome. Okay, and then you add another 1,260 years, that, that's how you get 1776. Now, verses 3 and 4, the two witnesses are the Old Testament and the New Testament, the two lampstands shining in the light of God's truth, as revealed by the publication of the little book. The embodiment of the two witnesses comes in the form of the two houses of Israel and Judah, the two olive trees. This is all language that's contained here in the book of Revelation. So it's obvious that the two olive trees are Israel and Judah, cannot be anybody else. That's biblical. The northern and southern tribes. Right. The ten tribes, the house of Israel, the two tribes, the house of Judah. The true bearers of God's word, not the Catholic Church. (laughs) Okay. When the Assyrians took the northern house of Israel captive, they also captured much of Judah and Benjamin, the two-tribe house of Judah, but they never took Jerusalem itself. Those captured members of the house of Judah were then taken to Medea and added to the captives of the house of Israel. Thus, all twelve tribes migrated from Medea, and both houses are well represented in the European dispersion. So the two witnesses are the mm-hmm. Old Testament and New Testament which are in the possession of the two olive branches, house of Israel, house of Judah. The, uh, the idea that the two witnesses are you know, Elijah and Moses or some combination of men who are going to be reborn, no. No. The, the, their, the death or the, the figurative death of the two witnesses is, uh, comes later when the Christians totally forget their Bibles and uh, they uh, symbolically die, okay? Mm-hmm. And, of course, we forget that we're Israel and Judah, so that's a symbolic death, okay? Not until they're revived, until we're revived, will we realize that we're the two witnesses. Now, this does not mean that we are um, 
of the ilk of restoring the um, the restoration movement kind of says, we've got to fix all this before Christ returns. That's not right. I mean, there's no way we can make this right. No, it's, it's too far gone. No. Yeah, it's going no. to take him fixing it. Right. So, so but we we have to wake up in the meantime. Right, right. we can wake up. Yes. Well, he, and well that's even the then is coming back to life. And, and, and of course, that would basically just be a right. remnant of people that's inside right. those two, that's right. two houses. Yeah. So. But nevertheless, the, our awakening is very important. It's part of the, it's part of the prophecy. And uh, as we awaken, the, uh, that begins the undoing of the Jews. Okay. And, mm-hmm. and, 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 of course, uh, in Revelation 21 and 22, the New Jerusalem consists of... Uh, uh, 12,000 of each of the 12 tribes, 144,000. So we're talking about an administrative branch of the new that's kingdom. That's right. That's right. Not that's not necessarily right. everybody that's only is only going to be that number, but that's the like Right. That's the, the, public, that's the government. Yeah, the the administrative the governmental people. Okay. Yes. That's a pretty good from the New Jerusalem. Okay. That's a pretty good size number. That is. <laughs> I don't know how close we are. We're getting there. We're getting there. 144,000 Israelites have to understand who they are and what their responsibility is before that can happen, right? So please speed things up, Yahweh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. Right. While we're waiting for that to happen, lots yeah. of, lots of uh, – Woodshed experiences and yes. destruction of what used to be America is going to occur. It's just right. going to happen. He's going to chastise us more until we learn. Right? And, and and we're going to have to go to the woodshed just like Daniel the prophet went with his nation into captivity. Right. Now, pers- personally, he did not suffer, but he suffered as a unit with his nation. Right. And what that meant was he was a captive. Right. But he wasn't, uh, you know, even though they tried to make him uh, lion food, right. uh, he didn't, it, that didn't work out too well. So as we become like that, as we as remnant people uh, yes. begin to be attacked, yes, folks, we'll be hauled into this occupying government with this ruthless agenda, and uh, we just have to be obedient because at a personal level we'll be safe, but right. not at the national level, not at the corporate, so right. to speak. Yeah, the the lesson for both Daniel and Joseph in the, in the <clears throat> days of the Pharaoh was by obeying God's laws, you will not only be protected, you will be elevated. There Both of them were, became second highest command in their respective countries, Egypt and Babylon. There okay. You go. All right. Okay, Doc, I got to go. I'm All still right. getting these thanks, calls. Thanks, All right. Thanks, Eli. Thanks. Okay, take care. Bye bye. Have a bus. Eli James, uh, be with us to kind of continue that later. And uh, by the way, um, Again, to to mention this, Monday, hopefully we'll have everything going, but we will be right here on TalkShoe, hopefully simulcasting on Eurofolk Radio. But once we have it all worked out, 
we're installing all kinds of new equipment, folks. But once we get this all worked out, TalkShoe is gone, and all of our people, all the people that are uh, talking and communicating to make this happen for the Israelite message, whether it be my, my news and uh, more uh, non-pastoral teachings, because that's not what I am, will be at this new radio station supporting the effort to reconstruct things like history, the knowledge of what really has been going on will be restored on that radio station. You'll hear a lot of things, and just like anything else, some of it you'll agree with, some of it you won't agree with, Uh, But we will certainly be trying to make an attempt to not be uh, censored when we have to use the word Jew in order to tell the truth. And that's happening more and more frequently on many of the venues. And folks, uh, both Eli and I have been on several venues and for various reasons uh, we have either had to left, had to leave to keep from being compromised for some reason or other, or we got removed. I've been, I was on Argosog Radio out of uh, the Netherlands for five years. I've been on Argus Radio, uh, Emergency Coalition Radio, had a radio station, Intel Hub Radio, InSearch Radio, Prepper Broadcast Network. Revolution Radio, your radio was one of our attempts to try and do what Eurofolk Radio is doing. Uh, uh, Revelation Radio, um, which is actually um, Revolution Radio, which is actually, I think it's called Slipstream, something like that, or uh, Freedom Slips, Freedom Slips, that's it, Freedom Slips. Uh, Truth Frequency Radio right before this. I had my own broadcasting. It was coming from, uh, it was TWF broadcasting. It was just absolutely overwhelming work. Didn't have it. Seems like the time has arrived for us to coordinate together. Everything just seems to be his hand in putting it together because everybody's just kind of falling into place. Uh, Paul, who is uh, uh, putting this together over in London, is uh, making this a 24-7, 24-hour, seven days a week broadcast. And there'll be more live broadcasts, but it, it's going to be a, a rebroadcast. So on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, we will be broadcasting same time, uh, East Coast, 7 p.m. here. Uh, but apparently he plans to uh, rebroadcast my broadcast on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So either I'll be live, I'll be live three days a week, and then two days will be a rebroadcast, followed by other live broadcasts in the evening first, and then we'll start filling in the gaps from there. Um, It's been our pleasure to uh, be with you today, and we'll see you Monday. Um, Next week, hopefully, we'll have some more information about the WebBot report. Uh, I won't have any more Major Ed Dames. All the info and all the stuff uh, 
uh, you know, you got to kind of hang with him because at first it sounds like he's a clairvoyant uh, psychic or something, but then he tells you, yeah, we tried that, and it does not work. We left that a long time ago, and they, it didn't work, so they, they moved on from that. Why? Because he was having to make it work. It wasn't reliable enough. And today there's a whole bunch of stuff that uh, they're willing to do. Of course, all kinds of debate, egos, and so forth are occurring in many of these circles, but the bottom line is we're just trying to figure out what time it is in the history of the nation of Israel, how much time we have left, what we're going to have to prepare, and it's it's real obvious, you know, our rights to uh, protecting ourselves with gun rights is going away in America. Uh, are uh, they're trying to force vaccines on many of us, and I could just go through a list and a litany. Of, of things, and uh, one of the <laughs> uh, one of these days, uh, if I had enough support from all this, uh, we could go uh, live five days a week. I would never do every day, of course. But in the meantime, uh, I'm uh, still trying to do my health care uh, at a long distance. I do long distance health care. Even when I had a clinic, it began to develop that I had. M- uh, gobs of people, long distance, being taken care of, I took care of. That still remains. It's still there. And uh, so I continue to do that while we do all this other effort. Not as energetic as I used to be. No, I'm not running Bibles. But really, at this point, the timing is past uh, to run Bibles. I mean, there's really nowhere to run Bibles to. You could try it in in a Muslim territory, but that's not who it was written to. I was bringing Bibles to our Israelite people that had been occupied by the Bolshevik Jewish communist that hated the Bible. And that's, of course, why they removed it from Russia. That's why they removed it from Eastern Europe, you know, and uh, so forth. So... In the meantime, uh, we'll be here again uh, Monday, and uh, check the WatermanFiles.com out for um, the new times. And, of course, uh, make sure you avail yourself of uh, supporting yourself through getting ready with food, which we'd be glad to do. That helps in a small way. It helps us support the Waterman Files. Thank you very much. Blessings to all, and uh, hey, pray that I get a headset. A headset broke on me today. Uh, this is a mess. I've got a, a, the. Uh, it's just being wore out, and uh, so <laughs> cheap. These cheap headsets they last a year and they're gone. Thank you very much. Blessings to all. Goodbye. Well, then I-
Until I 